Finances can be complicated, but they don't have to be. I break down financial topics that may seem complex and overwhelming so you can start taking action on your financial goals. I'm Ari Talby, and it all starts here on Personal Finance Redefined. Welcome back to another episode of Personal Finance Redefined. Today's topic is about the rule of 72 and the power of starting early. This is one of my favorite topics to talk about and one of the things that got me most interested in finance was when I found out about this rule. So I hope it's as fascinating to you all as it was to me. When it comes to investing, starting early can be a huge advantage, as you know. If you're listening right now and you're in your 20s, you can thank yourself and start taking action. If you're in your 30s, it's not too late and you can still achieve incredible growth, but perhaps you may want to take on additional risk to achieve that growth. Nevertheless, investing is going to help you achieve financial freedom regardless of where you begin. Starting early can best be understood by this rule of 72. When I learned this, I thought it was worth the entire education system of high school And other than that, I I didn't really know what to take away. And this rule of 72 is the reason I decided to pursue finance in college. So it blew my mind. The rule of 72 is a formula used to estimate the number of years required to double your money at any given rate of return. So what that really means is what do we need to get percentage-wise as a rate of return to double our money? Once again, the rule of 72, it's used to estimate the number of years, so how long does it take to double my money based off what return I get, whether that's 6%, 8%, 10%, and I think this is all best explained through an example, and I'm going to give you a few. So you may have heard Albert Einstein explain that compounding is the eighth wonder of the world. The rule of 72 illustrates this. So the first example I'm going to go through are going to be two different people. Person A is 20 years old, they start investing with $10,000, and they receive 8% return every year. That's person A. Person B is 30 years old, so 10 years older, but also starts investing with $10,000 and receives 8% a year. So the only difference between person A and person B is when they begin investing, which is 10 years apart. The rule of 72 states that if you divide that 72 by the rate of return you receive annually, that's how long it's going to take for your money to grow. So if you take 8% a year, remember from that person A and person B example, they're getting 8% a year, and you divide that by 72, you get 9 years. That's telling us if you're able to get that 8% return every year, And it's rare, once again, it's going to be exactly 8%, but on average 8%. So most of the time it's up more or less in any given year. But we're going to take that 8% and you're going to get that every year. It's going to take you nine years for your money to double. So going back to that example, we'll walk through person A and person B. And I think you're going to be surprised. If person A is 20 years old and they start investing with $10,000, receiving 8% a year, at age 30, And I know I said nine years to double the money, but I'm going to say 10 just for the conservative sake, which I like to do conservative estimates to prove my point even greater. So we're going to do 10 years for number sake. So instead of nine years, we're going to do 10. So person A is 20 years old, starts investing with 10,000 bucks, receiving 8% a year. At age 30, they will have $20,000. So 10 years later, the money's doubled. They've got 8% a year. That's if person A gets that 8% a year every year for nine years. Remember, we're assuming 10 conservatively. 
At age 40, person A will have $40,000. So 20,000 became 40,000. It doubled. At age 50, person A will have $80,000. That's from 40 to 80. At age 60, person A will have $160,000. And at age 70, person A will have $320,000, all from that $10,000. That's the power of investing. Now, once again, this is assuming that you're getting that 8% every year. Now let's take some assumptions into consideration because it's needed to even show the, the greater power that's really being displayed here. This is assuming, one, no taxes are paid and all the growth is tax-free, which is true in certain retirement accounts, maybe like a Roth IRA, but that's not true in a taxable account. And I'll get into another episode exactly what those mean and how and when it makes most sense to use them for your situation. But the second assumption is that you don't add any funds throughout the course of your lifetime, which is highly unlikely. This is assuming you're 20 years old, you start investing with $10,000, by age 70 you've got $320,000, and you did not add any income throughout the course of investing. You never got a raise, you never saved more, nothing. Now let's take person B. Person B, 30 years old, starts 10 years later, but also starts investing with $10,000 receiving 8% return every year. So going through the same calculations, we're going to assume 10 years again instead of the 9, just for simplicity's sake. Person B has $10,000 at age 30, $20,000 at age 40, $40,000 at age 50, $80,000 at age 60, and $160,000 at age 70. So what's the difference? The difference between person A and person B is $160,000. Starting 10 years earlier created an additional $160,000 of growth than person B. Now, don't feel bad, person B. You still turned $10,000 into $160,000. And to reach person A's $320,000 is still achievable, potentially through more risk. Once again, this is assuming no taxes are paid and all the growth is tax-free, which is true in certain retirement accounts like a Roth IRA, but not in a taxable account. But more importantly, it's assuming you're not adding funds throughout the course of your lifetime. And I bring that up to show the importance of sticking to a number. So whether you're working a part-time job right now or you started a new career, whatever your number is that you decide to save every month, I, I harp on the ability to stick to that number. Whether it's 5% of every paycheck, whether it's 10% or 20%, 10 to 20% is kind of that sweet spot to be able to save for retirement. But whatever your number is, just commit to it. And once you've done that, you're going to be able to see, wow, I can turn $10,000 into $360,000 if I start early with a conservative investment portfolio of 8%. Well, let's just take examples of 10% of its 12%. It's unbelievable the amount of growth that can be achieved over time. And so as your income goes up and you stick to that same number, you're going to be able to save more and more, and that's where you get millions of dollars over time. And so when you meet people who have millions of dollars, you may say, wow, they're a genius. What company did they start? But they very well could have just been diligent investors. They lived below their means, they invested often, and they invested early. And that's the most important thing when it comes to investing is that we, we know it's going to swing. That's what the market does. That's how it goes up in value. We actually want it to. And there's different strategies such as dollar cost averaging where you decide to a certain amount you want to put in to the stock market every month, every week, bi-weekly, whatever you want so that when the market goes down, you're actually capturing 
the company that you're going to now be an owner of at a lower price than if it was at a premium to its fundamental value. So there's all these different strategies. You can put money in at a lump sum. At one time, I want to put $10,000 into this account. But at that time, if you do that, if the market is up, well, now you're risking buying that stock at a premium. So dollar cost averaging, investing over time and often, can be one of the best strategies to do so. So these are a few different strategies. I hope it was interesting to learn about what is the rule of 72. You may have heard of compounding before, but this is another way to quantify that so that you can run that exercise and go, actually, I have $15,000. What would that look like for me? And how does that relate to my financial goals? So all of these are great tools, dollar cost averaging, taking advantage of compounding, committing to a savings rate, committing to a certain number you're willing to take from that savings and invest it. Once your emergency fund is up and running, you've got you've got your safe three to six months of money should something happen, you're out of debt, that's when it makes sense to start investing and to take advantage of compounding. So I hope that was helpful. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Personal Finance Redefined Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and let me know if there's anything in particular you would like me to discuss by submitting a question at personalfinanceredefined.co. That's personalfinanceredefined.co. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time. Hey everyone, quick disclaimer here. Please be smart about this, and before taking any action, consult with your tax planner or financial planner. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, tax, legal, or other financial advice. It's for informational purposes only.